0: Good morning, it's Thursday, March 7th, 2013, and Audible presents the New York Times Audio Digest. Here's what's making news on the front page today. Venezuela leaders cry, I am Chavez. Arkansas passes a 12-week limit in abortion law. And Syrian rebels hold UN peacekeeping team. In today's national news, charity takes gun lobby closer to its quarry. Unreported side effects of drugs found using the web. And CIA's harsh interrogations pose hurdles for nominee. In today's business headlines, Wall Street ties in a prospect for an SEC job. FAA is close to approval of 787 tests by Boeing and a facelift at Facebook to keep its users engaged. There will be more business stories, more national and world news, a roundup from the sports page and New York Times columnist Gail Collins. Now from the editors of the New York Times, these are the stories on today's front page. The top stories written from Caracas, by William Newman and Ginger Thompson, headlined, Venezuela Leaders Cry, I Am Chavez. In the weeks leading up to his mentor's death, Vice President Nicolas Maduro's imitations of President Hugo Chavez became ever more apparent. He has taken on many of Chavez's vocal patterns and speech rhythms and has eagerly repeated the slogan, I am Chavez, to crowds of supporters. He has mimicked the president's favorite themes, belittling the political opposition and warning of mysterious plots to destabilize the country, even implying that the United States was behind Chavez's cancer. But now that Chavez is gone, the big question being raised here is whether Maduro will continue to mirror Chavez or veer off in his own direction. He can't just stand there and say, I'm the mini-me of Chavez, said Maxwell Cameron at the University of British Columbia in Vancouver. The puzzlement over what sort of leader Maduro will be extends to Washington, where American policymakers have been feeling out Maduro for months, years even, to determine whether he might provide an opening for closer ties between the nations. American officials say Chavez, despite his public denunciations of Washington, worked behind the scenes to keep trade relations between the two countries, especially in the oil sector, strong. Beneath the bluster, American diplomats and analysts said, Chavez could be a pragmatist, and they hope Maduro will prove to be even more of one. I know Nicolas Maduro well, said William Delahunt, a former Massachusetts member of Congress. I know he's a pragmatist. The United States reached out to Maduro last November to gauge interest in improving the relationship. He responded positively, and the two nations held three informal meetings in Washington. The Venezuelans wanted to once again exchange ambassadors, but Washington insisted on smaller steps to build trust, and it seemed a tentative plan was in place, American officials said. But then the talks stalled this year and have not resumed. Most diplomats and political analysts agree that the start of the post-Chavez landscape looked bleak, with Maduro accusing the United States of plotting against the country and expelling two American military attachés. However, some observers saw the moves as an overtly calculated, one analyst called it, inelegant attempt by Maduro to unify a traumatized country bracing for Chávez's death. Maduro has to be careful about every step he takes and every word he utters about the United States, said one senior American official who's closely watching developments here. How he's going to handle that pressure is the big unknown. We're about to find out.